0: Please be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you. Good morning, church. It's a privilege to stand before you. You know, you are God's special people. And I count it a privilege to stand before you to speak or to teach the word of God. By the way, if you were not at the meeting last. Was last week. Yesterday, I will advise strongly, strongly, not a suggestion actually, I would strongly advise you that you go back to, to watch the videos and make notes, alright, and for those that were present yesterday, I also need to remind you that come to, the, what's today's date? Today is 28th, right? Come 19th of April, we'll be asking for feedback on what you have done differently, especially with the matter of your finances. We should not be unaware. Right? It's wisdom to apply. Wisdom is the principal thing. In know that getting, get understanding. It's not just enough to maybe I should ask, where have you come to church today? Right. It's not just enough to just come to church because I have to go to church or I have to come to church. You must come to church with a determination in your heart to, to learn from him. And so that's applicable to every conferences or meetings that you are attending, that you come with, with an expectation in your heart. They that must come to God must first believe that He is and He's the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Amen. I sure believe that you all can hear me. If you can hear me, shout hallelujah. You are living so right? Amen. Shout Alleluia. hallelujah. You are, we can do better than that. Shout Alleluia. hallelujah. Shout Alleluia. hallelujah. Good. We are together. Last week, I thought about Sacrifices, right? Uh, as a priest, you are primarily to sacrifice things. I mean, fundamentally, we spoke about the sacrifices of your heart, the sacrifices of your time, the sacrifices of your song, the sacrifices of your service, the sacrifices of your love, etc., etc. If you have not listened to that message, I will please ask that you. Go back to listen to those messages, they will bless you. And of course, Pastor Fuke said on Wednesday, I talked about the noiseless effect of sin. That uh, sin is noiseless, sin has progressions, but the consequences are very profound. And we looked at the life of Samson, how sin progressed in his life. Up until the time that uh, his air was finally caught, uh, I don't have time to go into all of that. But it's an expository teaching that I that actually blessed me personally, and I believe that you should also go back to it. Amen. It will help. It will help you, especially at a time like this that uh, we we, we things. it's a a face of a a generation of anything goes grace covers it and so we think how however uh, we can't do anyhow we shouldn't do anyhow times may change generation may come you know generation after generation but one thing is clear the Bible and the principles of God hasn't changed. So, and God is looking for people at this time that will, that He could pour out Himself into for greater expression of His proposal on earth. And I just encourage you that you make yourself available. Make yourself available. This morning, we've been looking at a very popular story in continuation of our teaching with the issue of the heart uh, we'll be looking at one of the parables of Jesus please pray for me that the Lord will give me speed so I can deliver before 10 55 ushers please take notes but I will fast amen because I intend to close this service by 11 o'clock on the dot Yes, parable, one of the parables of Jesus, and we've been looking at the parables of the sower. It's it's not something that is alien to, perhaps all of us seated in this auditorium, or if you're watching me online, you're welcome to church. It's perhaps not a, a, a new subject to you. You must have heard about it before. You must have even read about it before. So this is perhaps a reminder, this might serve as a reminder to some people and uh, maybe to others this is just uh, the first time you are also hearing it because possibly so, you've not heard it before or perhaps also reinforce what you already know. The title of today's discussion is The Art Condition, The Art Condition. Or your heart's condition Amen Matthew chapter 13 You see this variable you can find in the three uh, Gospels The Synoptic Gospels Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke So I think in Mark is in Mark chapter 4 But we'll be looking at it from Matthew chapter 13 And I will read very very fast Later that day, Jesus from verse 1, I'm reading the passion translation. Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat by the lake shore. Sorry, let me read from the New King James Version. I think I have a more updated device. Okay. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house. And sat by the sea. Apparently, Jesus was at home. He was in Capernaum. Okay. So, uh, like Jesus used to do, he was going about teaching people. But at this time, Jesus was in the house. And of course, the sea was, was around, was close by. And a great multitude, not multitude, great multitude. A, there were a lot of people who were willing to listen. To what Jesus had to say. And a great multitude were gathered together to him. So that he got into a boat. And sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. Verse 2, verse 3, verse 3. Then he spoke many things to them. In parables. Saying. Behold. A sower went out to sow. And as he had sowed. Or as he sowed. Some seed fell by the wayside. Please, media, needed to project that. As he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devolved them. Verse 5. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of hurt but when the sun was up they were scorched and because they had no root they withered away and some fell among tons and the all sprang up and choked them but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop some a hundredfold some 60 some 30 verse 9 he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, Jesus was on the sea and he was talking to the people. Now if you will look at the part that we read, you will understand that it is more of the ground than the sea. Because the seed that was sown that fell on the categories of soil had the capacity to produce Fruits You agree? It wasn't that a bad seed. Bad ground. It was a seed falling on the bad way, on the stony rock and stuff like that. Now, I, I, I'm just going to... During that time, in the Jewish culture, the way they plant is that after the land has been prepared, okay, the, the farmer would dip his hand into his bag, into his seed bag, and began to, you know, to sprinkle the seed. So those that fell on the ground were not, okay, uh, he didn't just deliberately, you know, s- spread the seed over the background. So you look uh, uh, at the at the, at the soil, you have, if you look at this part, it looks like the good part, okay. So, everyone that has been to the farm will understand that as a farmer, when the planting season is, 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 is close, you have to prepare your ground, right? In other words, you have to weed, you have to... And fortunately... Rocks are... Grow, so they naturally grow. So at every point, from one season to from one planting seed, it is the farmer's responsibility to prepare the ground. So it prepares the good parts to which is going to spread the seed, and then he gathers the tons. And you can you can bet that the thorns in the deserts are very very serious. They are not a they are not a joke. So it prepares the ground, if there are rocks, they break it because rocks, you know, springs up, they appear from the soil. It's a, sometimes you, can, you just realize that in a place that might not be rock, in the two, three years after, just see something because once the topsoil is washed away, if there are rocks on the ground or underneath, they naturally will shock. So it, I need you to go back to the first one, please. So it prepares the, the, the ground, takes away the chunks, gather it on one side, the, the stones, put it on one side and of course uh, you also will not want to be walking in between the ground that you have prepared for planting. Created where you can walk. How many of us have been to the farm before? Does this look like what you have seen before? Uh, you, there is one thing they call poro. I don't know. So in between in between the ridges, right, you have a, a a a, a trough, right? That trough is to allow you for easy movement when it is time to weed and apply fertilizer or whatsoever. And more importantly is to also help to gather water so that water can seep in into the, you know, the ridges that you have actually planted. Amen. Some of us, we need to visit, take a trip to the farm. Now, Jesus, in explaining this parable, told us that the ground is a representation of different hearts. Right? Different, four different types of hearts. Or four different types of personality. Amen. The hearts that we are talking about is not the blood pumping room as we have all known. Because the moment you spoke about the heart, what comes to your mind is something that is underneath this, this bone that, may, that pumps blood. The art in itself is intangible. You cannot see it. Alright? It's not your blood pumping room. It's not your organ. The art in this, in, this, in this case is not what makes your art function. Not what makes your body function as the case may be. Your art is considered... To be the seat of your strength, it is your soul, it is your core, your very being. Have you seen it before? You cannot touch it, but you know you 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 have a heart. That's your soul. That's your strength. That's the core. It's the seat of your strength. It's the seat of your. In- if this is giving me problem, let me have the other microphone. It is it is the core of your person. It is who you really are. I think it's okay. It's who you really are. The core of your person. The Bible admonishes us. And the Bible admonishes us that in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 21 to 23. Let me read from verse 20, the Nicodemusian version. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 27. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your uh, your ears to my saints. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your hearts. Alright. Verse 22. For they are the life. For they are life to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. Verse 23. Keep your heart. Keep your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. The responsibility to guard your heart is on you, not on the Holy Spirit. Guard your heart. not Holy Spirit, help me guard my heart. Guard my heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Why? Because out of it comes the issues of life. We must guard the things that come into our mind. Verse 24. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. And put perverse lips from you. Verse 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. ponder the paths of your feet. And let all of your ways be established. Verse 27. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. You see, the doorway to your heart is through your eyes and your ears. Keep your eyes straight. Keep it straight. What, what do you look at? When no one is looking at you, what do you look at? A number of us, are mighty so messed up that the word that has the, 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 the capacity to produce fruit in us has no place to stay so we are unfruitful. Friends, I need to tell you that the problem is not with the word of God. It is with the heart. The word of God is predictable. How do I know? The Lord says, my words will not return back to me void. On God's word, is his integrity whatever the Lord has said he will do he will do so the problem why the word the word of God is not effective in your life is not because there is a problem with the word because the word is incorruptible the problem is with the condition of your heart amen Proverbs 4 verse 21 and 23 the the passion translation fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit then as you unwrap my words they will impart true life and radiate out into your very core the core of your being the core of your being that's who you are so above all God the affections of your heart for they will affect all that you are Guard the affections of your heart for they will affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being for from there flows the wellsprings of life. Jesus was speaking to the agrarian community so they had no problem understanding exactly what Jesus was talking about. If the seed, if the seed is not working, it has nothing to do with the seed but the heart. Like I said to us earlier, the word of the Lord is predictable. His word is predictable. We all know that once you throw things up, they should come down. So exactly is the word of God. The word of God is predictable. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10 to 11 tells us, as the snow rain and the, as the snow and the rain that fall from evil do not return until they have accomplished their purpose. In other words, soaking the hurt and causing it to sprout with new life, providing seed to sow and bread to eat. So also will be the word that I speak. It does not return to me unfulfilled, my words performed my purpose. And fulfills the mission I sent it out to accomplish. The challenge is the art preparedness. That's where the work is. That's your responsibility. How prepared actually is your heart? How prepared is your heart? How prepared is your heart? How prepared is your heart? You must understand that to hear in this context, the meaning actually is to act in obedience. And that is the preparedness of our heart for God's blessing. The preparedness of your heart is the call to receiving, it's is crucial, I beg your pardon, to receiving all that God has promised you. When your heart is not prepared, when the word comes, it will bear no fruit. And that way you cannot blame God for it. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 3 to 4 tells us For thus says the Lord, the men of Judah and Jerusalem Break up your fallow ground And do not sow among towns Circumcise Circumcise yourself to the Lord Circumcise yourself to the Lord And take away the fastings of your hearts You men of Judah an inhabitant of Jerusalem lest my fury comes forth like fire and burn so that no one can quench it because of the evil of your doing Circumcised your heart tear the first king of your heart and and, and prepare for his his blessing and for for greater works there are four types of hearts in the scriptures that we read the first are indifferent they are indifferent. They are just... They don't care. They are just in between. They are, un, they are just... They are just by the way. And I need you to understand with this illustration that... Just look at a house that is always by the way. What do you notice by such houses? Have you seen a house by the road before? Just by the road. I have lived, I've lived in two. Dust. Noise. Sometimes, people would dump things at the door. Especially if your shop is by the, by the road. Uh, uh, the last month, please, I'm going to the market. Can I drop my bag? I'll pick it on my way. They never, they are by the way, never make up their mind. Maybe that is your case. You're still thinking whether you should serve God or not. Whether you should give God your best or not. You're still thinking whether it is even worth it to serve the Lord. Let me tell you, the reason why you exist is first to worship God. Every other thing that you are doing is secondary. Your primary purpose here on earth is to do His will, and you'll be held accountable for whatever you do or you don't do. You, whether you are act, whether you act or you don't act, you'll be asked for your actions or your inactions. The the hearts, by the way, they don't they don't make up their minds. They allow the world to be lost from memory. While other things receive more attention on the beaten part of their life. The second are shallow. They have agendas and other priorities. They are deep with other things. Deep in knowledge. Deep in intellect. They know science. They know physics, chemistry. They know tech. But they don't know God. They know little of God. But they know all the things that that not, not so, not, not that they are not important, but they have left the most important for the less important. They have other priorities, and this has prevented them from having depth and understanding. They thought, Are they uncluttered? whose lives are filled with interest of this world and whose materialistic ambition choke out the convictions for the for the kingdom when you look at all their agenda everything is about material things and the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all other things shall follow you cannot follow God and serve God and not be beautiful. It's a, serving God is a conduit principle. You cannot be a channel of blessing and not be blessed. By the way, you know you can only give what you have. And so when you serve God, blessing rests on you. And you become a channel of blessing to others. It's a, serving God is a conduit principle. You make yourself available for the flow of the spirit, you will be blessed yourself. Have you seen a pipe that water passes through and is not wet before? The bowl that you use in your bathroom. Right? Once you use that bowl, water, a drop of water will be inside. Amen. Materialistic ambitions choke out the convictions. For the kingdom. And the fourth. Are the responsive. Who welcome the world. Who hunger the test. After righteousness. Who are longing for the meaning. Of a right purpose. I say a prepared heart. Is the good ground for the world to grow. And bring forth. Fruit. A prepared heart a prepared heart is a good ground. Is a good ground. It's a good ground. Just as the ground is prepared before planting the seed, the removal of rock, stone, stones, teasers, and segments, the laying out of the ground So should our heart be daily guarded against against thoughts that may choke the world and make it of no effect in our lives. Friends, you must daily prepare your heart for the word of God. You must daily prepare your heart, guarding it every second for the master's use. You must, you must guard your heart. Do not forget that the word of God is effective and productive. But the act must be in the correct condition. You know, I've, I, in, my, in my study of, for this preaching, I realized that, you know, in advanced agriculture, they check the pH scale of the soil. And that pH scale must be, must be such that it, it will, it is favorable to the type of seed that is coming. That's the acidity, in my little knowledge of chemistry, of the soil. Then they apply fertilizer and other things and other things. You must check the pH scale of your heart every, every seconds. Every seconds. It's not just enough to be claiming, God bless me. God bless me. Let me say to you, God has no problem blessing you. But if your heart is not ready, God is not going to bless you because he cannot waste his resources. God has no problem making you fruitful. He has no problem you flying and becoming all, the, all that he desires that you be. But your heart must be ready. God has no problem in making us fruitful. In fact that is what he commanded us to be be fruitful and multiply and I say to you with every level of certainty that God has not changed his mind he has not changed his mind to make you fruitful and neither will he change his mind but you have to do the work of preparedness set your heart right And certainly you shall be fruitful. Remember, Proverbs 4, 21-23 tells us, That fill your thoughts with his word until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap his words, they will impart true life and add it out into your very core of your being. Set above all. Guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. The book of psalm, psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 tells us, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the godly, not stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scumful. but his delight is in the way, is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night, that he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, that break forth is fruit in this season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever it does shall prosper. There is a responsibility on, our, on us as his follower to prepare our heart for his blessing. I've said to you, God has no problem blessing you. But is your heart correct? And the way to to prepare our heart daily is to look into his word. Joshua chapter chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night where is the meditation is in your heart you meditate on it day and night to observe and to do observe and do all that is written in it for then you shall make your way your own way prosperous and you will have good success there is no answer that you are looking for Talk about business and strategy and leadership that you cannot find in the Bible. If you were at the meeting yesterday, a you number know of things she said were extracts from the Bible. You can teach leadership from the Bible. If you want strategies for your business? You can find it in the Bible. It's the way you prepare your hearts. Where is your heart? What is the condition of your heart? What is the pH scale of your heart? Is your heart ready for His blessing? Bow your head and let us pray. Come and make my heart your home. Come and be everything I am and all I know. Search me true and and true till my heart heart becomes a home.